WrestlePlug 444 Life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hashtag get plugged in. The refreshing, empowering moment that we have all wanted from WWE. It's like ordering a, a medium pizza and then turning up with an extra large and a bottle of Coke. You absolute moldy cheese fucking baby bell dairy lead dunker shit. What happens is these fucking people live in this fantasy land. Everyone got their shit in. Everyone got each other over. Everyone looked good and made the industry look great. People need to fucking back the fuck off Ronda Rousey. New to oh. wrestling talent. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all. A few moments later. Ladies. There we go. Welcome back to the WrestlePlug podcast. Been a while. It has been a while, but we are back to discuss WWE TLC. Carl Wilkinson is still absent without leave so returning to discuss the wwe pay-per-view spectacular to close the year it's the most wonderful guest of the year jeremy miller is here to discuss wwe welcome back sir thank you for having me good sir mm. what a card Yes, quite the stacked card. Uh, there was a pre-show, nobody cares. And moving on, starting with your main event of the evening, opening up the show, AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre in a TLC match. What did you think, Squire? Obviously, Drew McIntyre retaining after a spectacular clusterfuck car crash that is TLC. Um, I like the match, but I don't like the direction it's going. Uh, Miz cashed in to make it a triple threat match. Mm. So now, who is going to face McIntyre at at the Royal Rumble? Who is going to be the legitimate person that will go up against Drew? We've already taken out AJ. We've taken out Miz because his failed cash in. What, are we going to have Sheamus? Is Sheamus going to be the next guy to go after McIntyre? Are we going to finally have Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre for the title? That wouldn't be bad. I mean, I just don't like how they took the two contenders that could go with Drew for Rumble and fucked them off in this match. Yeah. To be fair, this match was great. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Uh, if Carl Wilkerson was here, I know that he'd be kicking off because he hates the idea of the WWE title not closing the show. Neither title actually closed the show, which was a surprise. I thought, oh, okay, Universal title's closing. That's understandable with Roman Reigns. Turns out, no, murder was closing the show. Good stuff. <laughs> um, we'll get to that. Yeah, I thought this was excellent. It was hard-hitting, high and powerful. Again, another great win for Drew McIntyre's legacy, which is why I'm not too bothered about AJ Styles losing. Uh, I like the use of Omos in this match as well. I thought he was really good, and I like the way they kind of eliminated him because he was stalking John Morrison, very Undertaker-esque from Judgment Day 2000 when he was walking down Shawn Michaels. Um, yeah. <clears throat> 
excuse me. It, it all worked for me, actually. I, I enjoyed it. I really, really liked this. And because of that opening match, I was kind of geared up for the rest of the show. It set a great tone, great pace. Uh, love some of the spots as well. So difficult with these TLC matches now, with these ladder matches to... Uh, to really find anything unique because every spot under the sun has been done. So, you know, you've really got to push the boat out as your background would certainly suggest. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit of a wild time, but at the same time, I really enjoyed this. You know, I, am I a huge proponent of WWE title opening the show? Not really, but I also love the fact that both heavyweight titles feel like big, huge world titles because they're on big, important people, which is why that Survivor Series clash works so well as well. Um, yeah, great match. AJ Styles doesn't come out of this looking too weak either, which is nice. Obviously, The Miz getting involved, trying his cash in. Are you disappointed that The Miz didn't cash in and win, or are you okay with Miz cashing in and not winning money in the bank? I'm glad that Miz didn't win. I'm glad he did a failed cash-in because it should have been Otis. Hmm. I think Otis deserved to get that push, to get that title, and to – even if Otis would have failed, it still would have rocketed him up into the main event scene. Hmm. Now, what the fuck is he doing? He's training with Chad Gable on SmackDown. Eight Nakamura, which upset oh. the internet. Otis. Because apparently particip- participation trophies are very important in wrestling. And everybody deserves to be WWE champion just because they used to wrestle in Japan. Fuck off. <laughs> Noise the shit out of me at this. Yeah, I, I, I agree, actually. I, I'm kind of glad he didn't win because it would have been a re- it would have buried Otis by proxy a lot more. And I wouldn't have liked that. Um, I think Otis is doing okay considering they took away his tag partner, took away his business, took away his money in the bank. Like, you know, they've tried to... I think it's almost like Vince realised, shit, this guy is actually a little bit too comedic and not as serious as much as I would like. So now they're kind of pushing him back. But you never know. This might end up helping research him and Gable, you know, and it'd be quite cool to see him as tag team champions. I think Gable's coming through now as this kind of comedic angle kind of thing, which is nice. So hopefully that's going to benefit him. But yeah, great opener. Fantastic stuff. Um, the undercard uh, was surprisingly interesting, actually. Uh, the women's title match for SmackDown, of course. Uh, Carmella, who has had a somewhat of a resurgence, versus his mouse time. Michael Cole is insufferable, the little whingy prick. But it's um, Sasha Banks versus uh, Carmella. And, of course, Sasha Banks retains, which is acceptable. Uh I must admit, I really enjoyed this, actually. I thought the transition wrestling was really good. I think Carmella has improved so much, so, so much since we last saw her in the main event role. Remember when she first cashed in her women's money in the bank, obviously, after winning it in the world's worst fashion? You know, James Ellsworth winning it for her. Then she won the rematch, which kind of nullified the whole premise of a women's money in the bank. And then it all, yeah, it's taken a while to get that back on track. And, um, on the flip side of things, obviously, Sasha Banks is just on fire as one of the most exciting talents in the world right now. I love the fact that she's on her social media saying I'm the biggest star. I love this push from WWE stand saying that she's better than Kenny Omega. I don't think that's even really a stretch, to be honest. And oh. also, she is far, far easier on the eye. Um, that woman is divine. But mm-hmm. this match was excellent. 
hard-hitting physical and Carmella comes out of it looking much better as well which is great because now if Carmella gets pushed further down the line we feel like she's got more potential and I also really like her new gimmick you know it's she's very similar but she's ramped up the heel I like the dancing at the beginning she's embracing the fact that she's a bit of a diva but when she gets in the ring she can actually hold her own she's quite capable I was had really really positive things and uh, a positive experience should I say uh, when it came to this match I thought it was fantastic I, I just want to talk about Reginald. Oh, fucking Reg- hell. I hate that gimmick. That is hilarious. Uh, I'm is that pretty- Xavier Woods' love child? I don't know. I, I think I've actually seen him in NXT. I have. I have. I've seen him job uh, uh, like house show kind of thing. And I'm like... Out to hmm. somebody. I can't remember who, but... He looks like, you know, do you remember Dio Madden who did the commentary? Yeah. He looks like he's been shrunk. <laughs> And then they throw Niskies. Or oh, Dio Madden and Xavier Woods have a love child together. That's what Reginald looks like. The only upside to Reginald is the fact that Corey Graves and his most hilarious, like, defending commentary of it, he's like, leave Reginald alone! Leave him alone! I, was like, I, I thought that was quite funny. Um, I love Corey Graves, personally. And also him commentating on his missus match is just brilliant because he's like, oh, she's radiant, she's beautiful. It's like, we all know you're banging the arse off it, bruv. Like, <laughs> which is... Good for you, to be fair. <laughs> Just like, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't like it. Have you got any thoughts on it, or is it just? Um, I think it's I trash. The match was really good. Uh, I was very impressed with Carmella. I, uh, there was times where I legitimately thought that they might actually pull the trigger and have Sasha lose the title. But if this makes Carmella a stronger de- or a stronger female presence in SmackDown, which they need right now. Mm. Awesome. Good for that. Yeah. My only thing now is who do we have <clears throat> Sasha at the Rumble? Do we have Carmella go against Sasha again? Yeah, I, I think I think she's worthy of another match. I think that, and then what that does is that fills the gap nicely, and then we can start the road to WrestleMania, because obviously, you know, do you have, obviously, it depends on who wins the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, right now, I think Bianca Belair wins the Women's Royal Rumble. I think Bianca Belair would be a good shout, and then have that magnificent, like, all-black women's match, you know. I know uh, a lot of Millwall fans will probably get upset. Britain first! Britain first! But um, <laughs> fuck them. I don't give a shit. I um, and they certainly don't like me. <laughs> but ultimately, um, yeah, I think that that all black women's main event will be fantastic as well. And also, uh, you know, judging from what we saw in the women's uh, tag title match, it looks like they've probably earmarked a, a famous rematch for the Royal Women's Championship for WrestleMania. I certainly hope so because I feel like those two women deserve to be near the top of a marquee. Um, you know, I'm sure people will be triggered. I don't care. Uh, Charlotte Flair is queen for a reason because she's fucking magnificent and one of the best women's wrestlers, frankly, of the modern era, if not of all time. Um, but this match was fantastic. Sasha Banks is proving herself to be legitimately one of the biggest marquee talents WWE has. And I'm glad, actually, because I did raise an eyebrow when she beat Bailey, And I thought, oh, because Bailey was really on a tear, really doing well. Um, but for, you know, Sasha Banks to 
come into the fold like this and prove after that little hiatus that she had of how special a talent she is. That's really cool to see. You know, she's really flourishing. She's in the best shape of her life. She's having the best matches of her life. Her actual quality of wrestling, the in-ring athleticism, the transitions and the holds and the submissions and everything that goes with it is fucking phenomenal. Like, she is legitimately one of the best in-ring workers they have right now. Uh, I, I, man, like, for me, I'd say wrestler of the year is probably Asuka for me, just overall, because of the amount of work she's put in to hold the Raw brand up at times, and also the fact that she just never has a bad match. It's impossible for Asuka to have a bad match, even with Lana, for fuck's sake. Um, but that being said, you know, ugh, Sasha Banks and Asuka, they're probably right now the two people who are right at the very top of their game. I would argue the best two wrestlers in WWE. But it's very cool to see that all of the major champions are fairly, fairly legitimate. Uh, we had a switch in terms of tag titles. The tag titles certainly got a bit of a rub uh, at this pay-per-view. We have new Raw Tag Team Champions, the Hurt Business. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin knock off the 10-time champions, New Day, uh, to become their first... Well, I mean, Shelton Benjamin obviously has been a tag team champion before. Everyone knows him as one half of the world's greatest tag team with Charlie Haas. What do we uh, What do we think about the Hurt Business toppling over the New Day on the Raw brand and picking up some more gold? Um, I... For, when this first happened, I called it. Because Xavier Woods is starting to go for his hosting gig with G4. The new video, the video game channel. Yeah, he's doing very um, well outside of WWE. And of course, up, up, down, downs on a tear. Uh, so I, I kind of figured that the, the new day were going to lose the titles. And what Shelton did after the match was fantastic. I don't know if you read this or if you've seen it, but after Shelton won the titles, he left, went to Shad Gaspard. House. Oh yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, and celebrated with yeah, son he dedicated it for Shad, didn't he? Title mat or title win to Shad. Big, big thing for me because Shad Gaspard in prime time was hmm. awesome. Um, going forward, I don't care. No, <laughs> it doesn't have long term appeal. The hurt business. Unless this sets up the Hurt Business and Retribution going at each other and Retribution finally getting something. Um, they're busy trying to beat up Ricochet, mate. That's what they're... Yeah, I, that's, that's what that's come down to. I mean, it's all good for Shelton Benjamin. I think this is probably going to be his last major title. I can see him retiring soon. Uh, Cedric Alexander, it's a big win for him since the last gold he had wasn't even gold. It was purple um as the cruiserweight champ but i mean it was nice to see him get the pin i think uh i think it was nice to see him get a visible title victory you know he tagged himself in and you thought oh here we go he's gonna get himself stitched up and that's what's gonna lead to them and actually no like i think it's actually been really good storytelling because i've been a little bit critical of the fact that they've had this match so many times on raw so many different singles matches and i thought oh fuck's sake like i must admit this was where I looked at him and thought, shall I fast forward? And I thought, do you know what? I'm laid up anyway. I'll chill out. Um, I'll watch it. And it was actually a phenomenal match. The New Day at the start of this, the first five minutes of this match, they were just fucking destroying them. And you thought, wow, this is it. And I love that storytelling. It was the idea of, 
why shouldn't they? They're the best tag team, theoretically, that WWE has. I would certainly say they are, um, especially with the Usos, obviously, with one half being injured. And for them to kind of know the ins and outs of how to wrestle the Hurt Business at the start was really good. What I really liked about it is the fact that there wasn't just some bullshit heel shenanigans at the end. They actually beat them clean and proved that they're legitimate wrestlers because heels don't always have to be dickheads to win. You can be a dickhead in your psychology. You don't always have to low blow or anything like that. And also what that meant was that when heels won later that night, it meant a little bit more because it felt like, you know, the heels that did win later on in the night, obviously in the Universal title match especially, they used yeah. nefarious tactics. And that felt like a bit more of a, you know, I felt more emotionally invested in that because the Hurt Business hadn't just, you know, gone out there, low-blowed fucking Xavier Woods while the referee wasn't looking, MVP wasn't getting involved half the time. You know, I, I think literally his main contribution was giving Cedric Alexander a water bottle. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. I like that. I think MVP like- helps like- elevate the Hurt Business. I think with him, they feel a lot more... Mis- I really am actually quite high on the Hurt Business, a lot higher than other people are. I actually think they're one of the most exciting factions in wrestling at the moment. I... I'm kind of on the fence with the Hurt Business because the Hurt Business is just the beatdown clan to, you know, poor man's beatdown clan from Impact. And the beatdown clan was better, in my opinion. Well, they had the, they had the voice. Who's that? I can't remember his name, that MMA guy, but he was. Bobby Lashley, Kenny King, and I think that was it. Wasn't it just Kenny Bobby and... Didn't they have King Mo in there, the, the MMA guy? And, then, and they brought in, and then they, they kind of evolved it, and they brought in that amazing... Oh, I forgot his name now. The guy who, like, does a lot of... He was doing Bellator training camps, and he's also, like, a manager, but also a huge... Like, he was basically Pat McAfee before Pat McAfee. Um, I can't remember um, his name. Um, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, but he was basically phenomenal. Um, I, I really like this. I think as soon as MVP hooked up with him... I must admit, when they first picked up Cedric Alexander, I went, eh because it's Cedric Alexander, but I tell you what, fair play to him. He has proved a lot of us wrong and he's gone out there and he's having some of the best matches on Raw, some of the best pay-per-view matches right now. We've always known Alexander can work. The question is, is he entertaining enough from a personality standpoint? He's showing a bit more personality. Still think he needs a lot of work on the microphone personally. Um, I, they showed that Instagram clip of him talking. It just didn't come off very organic, felt very kind of pushed, very forced. He looked a little bit nervous actually. But when he gets in the ring, very confident, very smooth and uh, the lumbar check is one one of the most exciting moves you will see in wrestling. It really is fucking phenomenal. And it looks legitimately like it would break somebody. That's important. Not all finishers look as legitimate as they should. And that one does. Uh, Switching gears to the women's tag team championships. (laughs) Oh boy. Do you know what? Very rarely do I have an actual mark out moment anymore because it's spoiled most of the time. Social media ruins things. And if it doesn't, Jeremy Miller will blow up my phone with whatever he's read on the dirt sheet today before. So uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's shaking his head, but he does. He loves it. He comes in the WrestlePlug group chat, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you're all welcome to join. If you want to join, let us know. Leave a comment below. Uh, and yeah, he just comes on. He's like, I read this on WrestleZone.com. <laughs> I'm, just like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm a proper mark now. I used to be a very smarky guy. And now I'm like, Whatever, like you know, I think ever since I started training and getting involved in wrestling a lot more personally, I think I had much more of an appreciation for how difficult it is and also just how much fun it can be when you don't know what's going on. So now I just watch it as a kid almost, and I'm sitting here thinking, Where's Lana? 
because I hadn't watched Raw last week. And I was like, huh, where's Lana gone? Obviously, anyone who knows I was in surgery. So obviously, I'm not going to fucking have surgery and then sit down and watch Raw. I'm not that much of a glutton for punishment. Um, <laughs> although, Raw, to be fair, I actually think is a lot better than people realize. But, you know, I um, it's certainly not deserving of the lowest rating ever. There are obviously much worse rules. <laughs> but that's another story for another time. Um, for me, I was sitting here thinking, well, who's the tag partner going to be for Asuka? And of course, I, I'm one of the few people who likes Nia Jax. I like what she is. Is she botchy? Absolutely. Can she be a bit dangerous and injure people? Absolutely. And then that's not a good thing, and I'm not going to defend that. However, she also has something that no other woman has, that size, that power, that presence. When she comes out, you know, I've watched wrestling with ex-girlfriends who have loved seeing her because she feels real. She doesn't feel like some skinny, dippy model or some beautiful, you know, diva or whatever. She she feels real, you know? She's she a bigger girl, and there's nothing wrong with that. She reminds me of a new age Beth Phoenix. Yeah, a little bit. I think Beth Phoenix obviously was a lot more shredded and powerful. Um, for me, uh, Beth Phoenix kind of is a really good template for the Charlotte Flairs of the world more so. Uh, Nia Jax a little bit actually reminds me more of Paul Nakano. Um, just this oh. kind of you know raw powerhouse with a great tradition and family background in wrestling and you know people can shit on her all they want and say, oh, fucking, you know, you're only in it because you're the rock's cousin and blah 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 and whatever and you're Simone. it's like that kind of is how wrestling has been since the dawn of time <laughs> so you know um insert famous name here why do you think cody rose is a wrestler like admittedly a much better in-ring worker but there's a reason why he's a wrestler and that's because of his dad <laughs> like you know it's so this family thing is just ignorant and speaking of family of course Asuka's uh surprise tag partner was the queen Charlotte Flair returning from injury and I popped my tits off because I had no clue because I hadn't read any dirt sheets I'd, I'd, I'd seen one picture a while back where people were suggesting it was going to be Tessa Blanchard and Charlotte Flair as tag champions and I thought whatever like, you know what people are like um and so I just thought, eh, whatever. And as soon as the music hit, I was like, oh, shit, Like, because I'd forgotten. And I realized, because I wasn't expecting her back either. I thought she would have returned at the Royal Rumble, personally. So I was a little bit surprised to see her here. Um, and of course, as soon as she came out, the only downside to this was I knew that a returning Charlotte Flair, who is easily the hottest uh, property that they have in their women's division, they weren't going to lose the match. I immediately thought... Well, there's no way they're going to they're be tag team champions now. And personally, I think it's actually quite a good thing. I think Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax are better as singles. I, I do like them as a tag team. I think they've got really funny banter, but they haven't done enough with them. Their whole gimmick has been, we don't like Lana and we want to break her in half. Great. There's more to it. I think Shayna Baszler needs to go back to the more MMA based vicious hunter kind of heel woman and i think nia Jax should just be an angry destroyer who you know just is bitter about everything i suppose but charlotte flair and Asuka being tag champions i mean you can't really ask for much more and the thing that people weren't talking about after this uh, was the fact that Asuka is now of course a dual champion and i can't think of anyone who deserves it more like nobody is putting enough nobody's putting more work than Asuka this year to not only make COVID-based wrestling entertaining, but she, you know she's she's advanced her personality. Her mic work is more funny. You know her hilarious stint on commentary, screaming Japanese in Jerry Lawler's ear, was one of the highlights of the year for me. Um, she's funny. You know her. She had this wonderful little promo of Billy Kay before this backstage, and Billy Kay's like trying to convince her to be a tag partner, and she's got her resume, and she's like, "Oh, dear Asuka," and I'm like, "It's, it's just I really like Billy Kay at the moment as well. I think she's really funny, and they found a really good niche for her since." she split with Peyton Royce and 
I just, I'm just so chuffed for Asuka. And obviously, I'm chuffed to see Charlotte Flair on my television. And people are saying, ah, oh, Raw's fucking shit. The ratings are too low and it's too long. Well, Raw now has Charlotte Flair on top of everything else that they acquired after the draft. This is a very strong show with very strong wrestlers. And I think, honestly, the reason that Raw gets a low rating is simply because it's three hours and because people like to whinge. Um, but I feel very positive about Raw as an overall experience. And a lot of when you think about what went down tonight, uh, or at TLC, should I say, a few days ago, everything that really stood out to you, other than maybe the Universal title match, it was all done by Raw's side of the brand. You know, with the tag team titles changing hands, the women's tag team titles, which are on Raw as well. Um, obviously, Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles having a world class time match, and of course, the main event as well, which is probably the biggest talking point anyone will have from TLC. So, yeah, I I enjoyed this match, and it wasn't ridiculously long either. You know, this was another one of those matches where you thought, oh, that's going to be another throwaway match in the middle, even though it's got some great talent in it. I think Shayna Baszler and Asuka are two of the best wrestlers in the world, period. Uh, I model a lot of the way I wrestle, actually, on Shayna Baszler. I'm a huge fan of hers. I'm very much uh, inspired by everything she does. I think she's fucking incredible, personally. Um, I think she does. Well, she should have been champion at WrestleMania. I'm just saying. Uh, that should have been... That shouldn't be my pick, although I never have a problem with Asuka being a champion at any point. Um, but yeah, I good match. The question is, you know, what do you do with the Raw Women's Tag Team titles? I know on Raw, they had this kind of big clusterfuck and everybody going after them, but it feels like the only real other legitimate women's tag team is the Riot Squad, and they're on SmackDown. Um, the, I guess what Asuka calls them is the meaty muscle girls, Dana and Andy. The meaty muscle girls. Meaty. I am. Um, that is a horrendous name, and it will probably stick as well. I mean, it's just, yeah. Vin- Vince will hit a meaty muscle girls. Everything I like in one fantastic package. Wow. I, uh, yeah, no, not Mark Cup too. What did you think, man? Did you enjoy this match? Are you pleased that Charlotte Flair back as well? I enjoyed it. I knew that Charlotte was, uh, Gonna, I knew they were going to win when Charlotte came out. Mm. I honestly didn't think it was going to be Charlotte. I agree with you. I thought she would have come back at the Rumble. I honestly thought it might have been Kyrie Sane. I thought they were going to bring her back I, to I put one appearance. I and bring in maybe Zia Lee. Oh, that would have been cool. Somebody yeah. else from the Asian perspective. Maybe Io Shirai. <laughs> not really. No, no, it's not. No, uh, Io Shirai would have been amazing. But at the same time, you know... I, you want someone like her to come in as a single star and light things up. But what this does for Charlotte is it makes her a Grand Slam champion. Yes, it does. She has now won every title for a woman in the WWE. Hugh the butt hurts marks. Exactly. Oh, and good blonde women. Will, yeah. All these blonde women piss me this. off. Um, I I know there's going to be surprises at the Royal Rumble this year. One that sparks my you interest. Think you know me. Uh, one that sparks my interest this year that could happen that I I pray it does is Rousey coming back. Not Tessa Blanchard. No, I don't want Tessa in WWE. Tessa Blanchard versus Charlotte Flair at some point. If I don't get it, I'll be very pissed off. <laughs> It's the four horsemen dream match. 
Also, really? I want also I want Tully to be in a company where he should be well respected. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, AEW fans, but come on, Tess, you know yeah, they're just they're doing Tully Blanchard bad over there, man. AEW, anyways, I, whatever. That's another story. Um, I'm happy for Charlotte. I'm happy for Oscar. Obviously, this is going to lead to these two going at each other, maybe at the Rumble or possibly WrestleMania. I think it'll be Mania, rematch from WrestleMania 34, which for me was the match of the night by a margin. Um, you know, it was famous for being a bit of a lackluster WrestleMania. Pretty poor. That was the same WrestleMania, by the way, that had Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. So <laughs> that says a lot about that show. But yeah, Asuka and Charlotte Flair is gold. And I, I see people moaning on social media. Oh, for fuck's sake. Charlotte Flair comes right back in and wins. In what world do you... You're all slagging off Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and how dangerous they are and how much you hate them. And then as soon as Charlotte Flair comes back, all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck's sake, they should have retained their tag titles because they're a proper tag team. It's like, you can't, you can't win. You cannot win. These fans are just here to fucking whinge and whinge and whinge. Do you know why Charlotte Flair is on your television, ladies and gentlemen? Because she's a star. And because she brings in casual fans. And people are like, oh, she's only a wrestler because of her second name. And she's still fucking great. If she exactly. turned up and she, if she was like, you know, David Flair and utter toss, fair enough. But she's not. Like, no offense, but David Flair was bad, man. He was yeah. bad. And WCW didn't help matters either with the little nature giving and everything else that went with it. But fucking Charlotte Flair is fucking amazing. She's a specimen. She's a great in ring worker. I, I saw people slagging her off. Oh, bet she's going to go up top and do that moonsault again. Yeah. Don't you just hate it when wrestlers do signature moves? Tell you what, nothing winds me up more than when Jeff Hardy does a whisper in the wind, mate. Pisses me off. Oh, fuck's sake, Randy Orton. Stop doing an RKO all the time. God, it's so fucking lazy. Do something new. These people are idiots. They just they, yeah. they nothing nothing pleases them. Oh, there are no stars. Oh, Charlotte Flair's back. Oh, fucking, that's not the star I wanted. Oh, they don't have new. You know, I hate it. They never put the WWE title on anyone fresh. Jinder Mahal's champion. Fuck off. <laughs> they try things and you keep shitting on them. Like wrestling fans, right. just they they don't like to be happy. They don't like to be happy. They don't. No, um, especially WWE apologists. Jesus Christ, like, you know, people think that I hate AEW. I don't. Both companies have terrible, toxic fan bases. They do. Most wrestling companies do. Even some of the smaller British independent wrestling promotions over here have the same problem where they have this little gavel of fans who think they're above everybody else. They think that everything should be tailored towards them and not to the general public. And ultimately, this is a public fucking business. <laughs> so cry me a fucking river. Um, shall we switch gears again? <laughs> to the Universal Championship. Wow. <clears throat> wow, this was something special. Roman Reigns is come frosting through as arguably now the best wrestler in the world. And that's the... I'm not a WWE apologist. And I'm, I'm okay saying that. I am. I'm okay saying that. This, is, this gimmick is marvellous. It is money in every sense. And Kevin Owens deserves a fucking award for just how much he's... Kevin Owens, right? When, it, when it's all said and done, in about a year or so's time, when Roman Reigns eventually... I don't know if he'll get top of the Mania, or maybe they might wait until next year at Mania. I don't know. They'll probably wet their pants and throw a gold bike at him or something, and Vince will ruin it. But... Whenever Roman Reigns does eventually get toppled and loses his universal title, and we see the kind of conclusion to this arc of the storyline, I think a lot of people will look back at this and remember all the work that Kevin Owens put in to make Roman Reigns look even better. Do not underestimate how special Kevin Owens is. This was, a, and he's going after Roman again. 
uh, this Friday night. <laughs> Christmas Day steel cage match for the Universal Championship. Oh, mama. Uh, that's going to be filth is what that is. Uh, and I love that as well. What a great angle as well. So simple because it's, there was so much going on in this match. And by the end of it, I was so angry because I was supposed to be. Not because, you know, I'm a smart or anything. I was angry because I was like, for fuck's sake, that should have been Kevin's belt. You stitched him up. You screwed him. I was like marking out like, fucking Kevin Owens should win. Like, I was furious. And every time he got up, I was like, he's not going to win. He's not going to win. And in the back of my mind, it's like, he could win though. And that would be fucking amazing. But he won't. But he will. But he won't. Yes, but he will. <laughs> like my schizophrenic nature. Uh, and that's down to these guys working so incredibly hard. Magical absolutely magical this is as close to as five stars you'll get from a gimmick match car crash but everything meant something uh the interjection of jay uzo was fantastic um love him so much he is really come on you know if someone had said to me jay uzo will end up being one of the big breakout single stars of the year i would have been like no no you know he's a world-class tag wrestler that's where his money is and all of a sudden he's proven himself to be such a special commodity that just shows how good the usos are you know even jimmy in the very few kind of interactions he's had getting in the ring we've seen some phenomenal acting some great facial expressions this whole storyline has been phenomenal it really has and all it really centers around is the fact that he thinks that he's head of the table but the catchphrase is simple, effective, and they work. And they mean something, obviously, because of the Samoan heritage. Well, we've got this bad boy here, the legend himself, rest his soul. Um, and obviously, you know, it's... Uh, it, I, I'm running out, actually, of superlatives to describe how excited I am about Roman Reigns right now. Uh, people are banging on about an individual who, you know, twinkle toes and finger bang, as Jim Cornette likes to call uh, Kenny Omega on AEW. Uh, I like Kenny Omega as an in-ring worker. Don't think he's all that as a an overall superstar or entertainment version and talent, whatever you want to call it. I think Roman Reigns is tenfold the wrestler and the draw that Kenny Omega is. I do. <clears throat> I never thought I'd ever say that. I really did because you know I was a big mark for NJPW for a long time. Still am. I love NJPW's product, by the way, and. Um, <laughs> just amazed actually jay white by the way jesus christ mate fucking eat a biscuit um <laughs> so shredded so shredded at this point jacked a fuck holy cow but yeah i do you know what can we just put it to bed now roman reigns is a, a bona fide superstar a world-class yes. superstar and this has brought it out of him has he had some help obviously who hasn't had help why do you think the rock got to the elevation he was because he had guys like austin around him he had guys like triple h around him to help give him that extra push that's how being a world-class wrestler works on your way up to the top. You work with other people and you help elevate each other. This was magnificent because Kevin Owens comes out of this looking like a fucking God as well. Cause you, a lot of people were thinking, why should I believe that this ever so slightly portly, but world-class wrestler should be able to knock off a fucking specimen like Roman Reigns. And his incredible storytelling, his fight his emotion. And also the promos that Kevin Owens cut in this whole storyline. This is if the, I wish this had been a little bit longer because this would have been my rivalry of the year, Kevin Owens versus uh, Roman Reigns. I think it is. I, I, I think it's still going to go. I think it's going to go until Royal Rumble. Yeah, I hope so. Push it to Mania. Yeah, because I thought Daniel Bryan might get inserted into this at some point and they might transition to Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Um, me and Kyle actually did say when Roman won the Universal title, who does he go after after he's knocked off the Fiend and Braun Strowman? You know, who's going to kind of step into his place? And the one thing we said was, well, they got Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan, guys who we know. The thing is, right, I'm not that surprised 
by Kevin Owens being amazing. I'm just surprised at how many times he can elevate himself even further. That's what amazes me. But I knew Kevin Owens would have got the best out. I'll tell you what, SmackDown has been world-class because of Kevin Owens. He has been amazing. The way he just wouldn't stay down, attacking Jey Uso from behind. Roman Reigns promo as well. Next level, when he attacked him backstage in the build-up to this, and he was talking to Kevin Owens' family directly through the camera, talking about how I'm going to take food off the table if Daddy doesn't fucking sit down and shut up and know his place. And I just thought, oh, my God, I'm so horny right now for the reigns. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's money, mate. It's money, you know? I love yeah. it. And also, it just furthers that incredible heritage of Samoan wrestling. Any thoughts on it, mate? Uh... Man, this was this is a heartbreaker because I honestly I wanted Kevin Owens to win, I did, but obviously he wasn't going to win. But uh, Kevin Owens needs another title run soon. Mm. Yeah, this is proof of that because I think I don't know. I just have a feeling that Kevin's going to be leaving soon, whether he leaves WWE or wrestling altogether. He has been wrestling for what twenty years. Yeah, a long time, actually. He worked a yeah. long time on the Indies, was a, a star in Ring of Honor, actually, for a long time. And, you know, it's, you can still, definitely see still that still. wrestling has taken its toll. It's good to know that he was a universal champion, at least. So, yes. you know, I know it's not a huge deal to a lot of people, and some people might argue the belt wasn't nearly as prestigious as it feels now when he was champion. That's not his fault. I'm either. sorry. When you get handed the title by Triple H and put under his wing... Fuck you. It's a prestigious title. Yeah, although he did lose right. it in 52 seconds to Bill Goldberg. So. Fuck off. They wanted <laughs> Don't that. Yeah, Chris Jericho interrupted. That was what helped. See, Jericho's killing the business, bro. Um, oh, I love it, though. Um, I was, you know, Jey Uso came out for Roman. I'm like, where the fuck is Sammy? Sammy should be his, he's his best fucking friend. Why yeah, the hell yeah. isn't he out here? And it now. got posted on Twitter that question and Kevin tweeted out, I don't want Sammy Zayn around me until he cut this fucking hair. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He's also gone full neurotic. Poor Sammy Zayn has gone mental. He's a, he's now become the ultimate device to get over Biggie, um, which is fine. Uh, he's doing a reasonable job of that. That was what happened in the pre-show as well, by the way, just as a quick aside. Yeah, I think he, he's winning the title. I think Sammy's losing that intercontinental. I think that's the big Christmas thing, isn't it? Have you noticed every, every year at the end of the year, they kind of do something, don't they, around Christmas to excite people, whether it's a big title change or whatever. I think Biggie winning the IC title on Christmas Day is kind of a nice thing, isn't it? So I think that's probably what we're going to get. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought this was great. Honestly, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't really subscribe to five-star theory that much just because Meltzer has ruined it for everybody by literally handing out fucking six and seven stars and five stars to everybody. Like Literally, all you need to do is put your hands in your pockets and wank off Tony Khan and immediately you get four and a half stars. So um, for me... Uh, this was five I, stars. This was five stars, yeah. And the reason for that is because I couldn't find a single fault in it. Not a single fault. And I also really appreciate the fact that with everything going on, not once did Paul Heyman interject himself in that match. And I, I really like that. I, I don't think he needed to, even if he was going to. No. The, if I literally, 
the tiniest nitpick I have is maybe Jey Uso's ankle was pretty devastated. It was a bit annoying that he was able to crawl back in the ring and hold Kevin Owens enough because as somebody who's broken an ankle in wrestling, um, I know how, but, but that being said, Jey Uso is also an elite athlete and I'm not. So, you know, there's the difference there. And also he's Samoan. So, you know, it's mandatory as a Samoan that you are hard as bollocks and bite people's noses off now the pub. I'm looking at you. Looking at you, Haku. Um, you fucking animal. So yeah, this this is just basically the Samoan loving at this point. Uh, it was world class. It really was. But let's be honest, everyone's waiting for us to talk about one thing and one thing only, and that is because, as they said in the very famous ITV series that will not be named, there's been a mother. Uh, there indeed may have been one, although tweeting out straight afterwards didn't help. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Just get off of Twitter sometimes. Um, Randy Orton versus The Fiend in a Firefly Inferno match. And I was ready to pan it. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be dumb. It's going to be fun, but it's going to be dumb. And it was all those things, actually. Um. Oh, you're the Randy Orton fan, so and I I talk a lot, and I normally drop a big old fucking information bomb and leave you with a scrap. So take it away, mate. What what are your thoughts on Randy Orton murdering somebody live on TV? Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I honestly didn't think Randy was gonna win this. Oh, I didn't either. I thought he was going to get burned. And they were going to write him off TV for a while, maybe even let him go off into the sunset. But what this does is this doesn't, you know, we had the age of Orton. We had the age of the legend killer. This isn't the legend killer. This is the new sadistic side of Randy. killer. I've never seen this side of Randy Orton. And... I'm legitimately enthralled. I'm ready. I want to see. Because the other thing that, like you said, the tweet afterwards with the cocoon mm. and, and Monday's promo with Alexa mm. saying the fiend might come back and it'll be better than never. Give it to me. Give me the fiend and Randy Orton up until WrestleMania and then let Randy go off into the sunset. But. This sadistic viper is just, oh, it reminds me so much of what he did to, like, RVD and Shawn Michaels and Hogan and all the other legends, but so much better. I was legitimately popping every time. And when he set... The fiend on fire and was in that mandible claw. I'm like, wait, the match is over. Why hasn't the bell the bell rang? The bell didn't ring at all. Mm-hmm. But then when Randy went and got that gas can, poured it all over the fiend after hitting that RKO, I'm like, no. Over the fiend in gasoline. <laughs> I um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, I was legitimately What a like... spectacle. Uh unsurprisingly, everybody shits on it. Can, can I I don't I, I hate making this podcast about how much AEW fans can piss me off. But 
I saw them on there going, this is why AEW is better, because we don't do hokey, dumb murder shit like this. You literally had a match where two men were trying to throw themselves in a pit of alcohol. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) And one of them had his hands in his pockets the entire fucking time. Impact that you are all wanking over has an undead realm where Ali was murdered. So shut the fuck up. It's fun. You know what? It's fun. Do you know what? These guys actually made this feel fairly legitimate. The Fiend is by far and away the most exciting gimmick we've seen since The Undertaker. That's for me indisputable at this point. This is Randy Orton's best run of his career since 2004 which is fucking incredible. Um, I have never been so excited to watch Randy on. I'm actually really chuffed that he lost the belt to Drew because we wouldn't have got this. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm so chuffed that Drew McIntyre picked up his WWE title again. I'm so proud of WWE for being brave enough to stick this in the main event as well because they could have easily had this as a throwaway or whatever. Um, you know, is it is it without fault? Obviously not. A couple of things were a bit dumb. I really liked the use of the rocking chair. I thought that was fucking phenomenal. I honestly thought he was going to be sat down in a chair and set a light. And I thought, oh my God, that's going to fucking mark me out. And then he disappears out of the chair and you're like, what? Like, you know, maybe another time. Um, I love this. It was violent. It was physical. I love the fact Randy Orton is easily the most cerebral wrestler we've ever seen. And that's his whole gimmick is that he's kind of like a cerebral, you know, very much like Triple H, who he got it off of the cerebral assassin, so to speak. He's evolved that gimmick so much. The use of the pickaxe and then the axe handle, and there's the way that the blood was starting to drip off the wood, which nobody would have noticed. Blood started appearing on the wood. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, just the right level. People are shitting on this, right? But the same people who are shitting on it are all fucking crying with agony that The Undertaker just retired. This is Undertaker's M.O. With crosses and religious artifacts and blood and crucifixion and setting... He set Cain on fire! (laughs) This is the ultimate homage. Like, you know, fucking 23 years on, here we are. This for me, goes down as the second greatest Inferno match. I know that it's not a huge fucking sample size. Um, I actually think MVP and Kane actually had a very good one back in the day as well, which was quite nice. Um, but this this was good. This was really good, and it shouldn't have been good, but it was. And the reason it was good is because it had two world-class, top-of-their-game performers. Okay, you know, people are saying, well, that's, that's not wrestling, is it? You had loads of wrestling. You had the New Day versus the Hurt Business in a textbook technical tag team wrestling match. You had a world-class gimmick-style wrestling match in Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. This was your Carney Bollocks portion of the evening. This was your slice of sports entertainment, and it was done so fucking well. And people are saying, oh, that's just as hokey as the fucking, you know, the fucking boy. People are moaning that Bray Wyatt, it was a mannequin. Like, no shit! Fucking <laughs> disgraceful. What Bray? I want Bray Wyatt to get in there, and I want him to set himself alight and die for the cause. Fuck off! Grow up! Seriously, grow the fuck up! What? Jesus Christ! It, it's it. Do you know what WWE for the better part now of what seems like thirty years have said we're not wrestling, we're sports entertainment. Why are you still moaning that you're getting sports entertainment? Fuck's sake, this was. I thought this was great. I enjoyed wrestling, is real, damn it. Do you know what? What fucks me off as well, right? Is that 
you know, again, it's not just AEW fans, but they are fucking terrible for it right now. And maybe it's because they're the only ones I see whinging on social media. They're the ones saying, oh, sick and tired of sports entertainment. I want real wrestling. Wrestling's not meant to be fake. <clears throat> I refer to you the aforementioned mimosa match. Shut the fuck up. Nothing is real about trying to divulge a 50-year-old man in a vat of mimosa. <laughs> fucking idiot. Piss me off. Um, Fuck. No, fuck you. Fuck you, AEW fans. This was great. You're just fucking, you're just whinging like a bunch of dirty smarts. I'm a fucking red hot mark. I was a red hot mark for this. I had no clue what was going to happen. I thought he was, somebody said there was a, the only thing I knew was that somebody got murdered. And I was like, what? Oh God, what happened? And I thought Alexa Bliss was going to get killed at the end of this and then disappear for a while or whatever. Oh God, Randy Orton's done so. He's like chopped her head off on live TV or something. Um, which would have also been quite amazing, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> this this is incredible. It really is. Uh, would I like to see them play up to it a little bit more? Have the fiends come back with new gear, new style, maybe new look? Um, sure. Maybe that's why they're doing it as well. Because what I love about Bray Wyatt is he will not allow any gimmick that he's doing now because he remembers when he was the original Bray Wyatt when he first came in. Uh, he won't allow it to get stale or boring because he knows that if he does, people will lose interest. He doesn't really have another opportunity. This is his best opportunity. And frankly, he has taken it, you know, by the bollocks. The Fiend has been amazing. If The Fiend isn't the standout gimmick for everyone, if you're a wrestling fan and you think anyone has had a better year as a gimmick than The Fiend, you're a fucking moron. I'm sorry. There is absolutely no contest. If someone says Orange Cassidy, I will come to their house and I will slap them with a wet kipper. I, uh, unacceptable. Unacceptable. The Fiend is fucking incredible. And, mate, ever since, you know, Edge coming back, Randy Orton has been in godlike territory. This is the pinnacle. And like you say, it has to end with him going in the sunset, going off to the sunset, just because I don't want him to then go away, then come back, and then be less motivated again and getting around, you know, as a coming up next year, Randy Orton faces Daniel Bryan in a best of five series for the IC title. No, thank you. I <laughs> I want him to just be this fucking lunatic. By the way, WWE, your fucking HR department must be in tatters, right? Okay. Like, I just want to talk about this for a moment. Let's talk about your human resources for a minute. So you had a guy become a religious cultist and rip a man's eyeball out, okay? Somehow, no law firm got involved. Some Either your HR department is incredible, or it's just turning a blind eye <laughs> to everything that was going on. Sorry, couldn't help myself. But think of all the things that have happened in WWE this year. Uh, Braun Strowman, for all intents and purposes, was drowned in a lake in the bayou. Um, Rey Mysterio had his eye ripped out of it, the steel steps, as did Alistair Black. Um, Who has not been... AJ un- Styles was quite literally buried alive with no oxygen. John Cena went into a... John Cena was killed and was made to disappear in an alternative multiverse... And now The Fiend, at the end of the year, has been burnt alive on live television inside the Thunderdome. Whoever's in HR, you're not very good at your job. (laughs) And also, who's not watching... Jesus Christ, and we thought the election was dodgy. I... (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> I just, I just amazed. I really hope they've got a complaint in their complaints department. I really hope some people think it's real. I did see one amazing tweet from some guy who said, "How fucking hard is Bray Wyatt to lay there being on fire for that long?" I was like, "Oh my god." Um, <laughs> Oh, bless your heart. Um, yeah. I'm a mark. I'm not that much of a mark. Christ am I. By the way, people shitting on Kevin Dunn. So, uh, they zoomed in on the armpit of the tummy. And at one point, I could tell that it was a mannequin. Yeah, because if they hadn't zoomed in on the armpit, I would have been none the wiser. I genuinely thought that was a real corpse right now. Honestly, don't push your luck. Because Vince Mann is the kind of guy who will go out, find a fat homeless guy, stick him in the Fiend's outfit, and actually burn him alive on live TV. He is that kind of guy. So don't fucking push your luck. Um, wow, what a lot of fun I had watching this pay per view. This was genuinely oh. my favorite pay per views in the entire year. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, what was my, I want an explanation for you, Miller, because in the WrestlePlug group chat, you said it was trash. What was trash? I, I was not a fan of the way how it was so. The match was just so, being unnecessarily dramatic again. No, they were just so predictable. Yeah, like, but that's wrestling. Sorry, I don't want. I don't want fucking matches that I know are going to be predictable. I want matches that are legitimately going to put me on the edge of my seat and be like, okay, like, holy shit, they might actually let this guy win. Holy shit, they might actually let him win. What the fuck's going to happen? Like, we knew Drew was going to beat AJ. Yeah. There was a little bit of a, you know, cool. Miz got thrown in there. He failed his cash in. Fuck off. The Roman and Kevin Owens match was probably the best match of the night. Yeah, I'd agree. So, in my uh, again, I wish Sami Zayn would have came out, but apparently Kevin Owens doesn't want to see Sami Zayn. It would have. I think if Sami Zayn had come out as well, it would have really hurt a lot of what Kevin Owens had done in that match because Sami Zayn is a he's a bad guy, and if he come out, helped out Kevin even in this evil moment, but then the next week on SmackDown he's shitting on Big E again, it would have completely nullified the process for me. Yeah, that's true. I I also love that he tweeted out that he doesn't want Sammy around him until he stops. Cut your fucking hair, you reprobate. You look like a fucking extra from MASH. <laughs> I am. That's, that shows you how old I am, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God, <laughs> MASH. Great, great shout. Great fucking shout. Looks like one of the members of the vehicle. No, no, I, I must admit, when you said it was trash, I thought, oh, God. Like, it must be, I mean, you know, I don't tend to take anyone's opinion too seriously now just try and enjoy what it is like but i was i must admit i, I genuinely thought this was fucking amazing this is one of my favorite shows of the year it really was yeah it was i know that if jim Cornette watches this he will throw a banana at me but i uh, <laughs> i don't care i was so entertained from start to finish and you know what i loved about this right because this is let's be honest this is a b pay-per-view this is a transitional pay-per-view that's stuck in december you know and yet they gave us it was predictable, but there were surprises. I honestly didn't think the Hurt Business were going to beat the New Day. I was a little bit like, Whoa. Yeah, I was shocked about that one. It's funny, I, I didn't have that. It shows you how much of a mark I am. Don't read the dirt sheets for that exact reason. So I can. Do you know what? If I had, I wouldn't have enjoyed that match as much. And that's why that's an argument for people. Here's an idea for anyone watching who's enjoyed this podcast, if you're listening or watching. Go watch wrestling, right? Like you do for a couple of weeks without looking at the dirt sheets at all. And you'd be amazed how much more fun it is. It really yeah. is. Get off your social media, go outside, see the sunshine, fucking walk your dog, whatever it might be that you want to do. Have a fucking joint, have a wank, whatever whatever you need to do. But honestly, stay the fuck away from these dirt sheets. Stay away from social media and just watch it. It's so much more fun. 
when you can just put your feet up like I did with a cup of coffee and just watch TLC without anyone fucking annoying me. I didn't try and live tweet it because ultimately who gives a shit if we get retweets or not? It's fucking, it's all pointless. Social media is not the real world. You're Honestly, I truly believe that if more people do that, wrestling is more fun. And that's ultimately going to benefit wrestling. And I think it's one of the things that could really help it in the long run and make it more viable as an alternative for entertainment for people and make it a lot more popular like it used to be. And a lot of that is to do yes. with, you know, let's, let's hold these dirt sheets accountable. You know, stop stop being that guy who needs to know everything, ladies and gentlemen. Just enjoy it. It's fun. It is. It's fun. It you wouldn't was. read the spoilers of every single Walking Dead episode or Game of Thrones before you watched it, would you? And even if you read the books, you would want to see how they differ, you know? But you wouldn't just be like, ah, oh, well, Walking Dead's on tonight, so what I'll do is I'll read the entire script first. No, you wouldn't do that. Why would you? Pointless. Right? Mimosa match, for fuck's sake. I, <laughs> I'm coming for you, Orange Cassidy, you fucking prick. I, <laughs> I want my fucking match with Orange Cassidy. I want it. Give it to me. I, oh, you want Cassidy? I'll show you. I'll show you what wrestling is. You cretin. I'll burn you alive. Ah, uh, now that now that we've now that Randy on a set of precedent that we're allowed to burn people alive in the kayfabe universe, <laughs> we demand that somebody sets the Bullet Club alight for their crimes against Naito. Unacceptable. I um, <laughs> it's crazy. Wrestling's wild. Uh, I enjoyed it. I did. I thought it was amazing. I, I honestly thought this was. I'll tell you what, for a B pay-per-view, probably the best B pay-per-view you'll see all year. Uh, of an elimination chain. I honestly think this was one of the best pay-per-views of the year. Magnificent. You said it was trash. Explain yourself. Again, I said it was trash because it was so predictable. I don't want predictable. Yeah, but I you, you kind of have to take the good with the bad when it comes to wrestling in that regard. Yeah. We're that's old. We, we know kind of... Like, as a kid, I know I wouldn't be like, come on, Kevin, come on, Kevin. I would be like freaking out. And even a little part of me, that little kid that's still in there somewhere was just like, come on, Kev, you could do this for your family. You're a zoo enthusiast, Kev. Get up there. Um, But yeah, it, I thought it was fucking great. I did. I love this. I thought this was a fantastic, fantastic pay-per-view. Fuck all you silly, whingy haters. If you don't like it, why are you watching? Why are you fucking watching? You know? Yeah. And also, AEW fans who watch it just so they can shit on it. You're still part of the problem, dickhead. <laughs> mm. Again. A 50-year-old man in a vat of orange juice. Please tell me about how serious your wrestling product is. Or or the Stanium Stampede match. Yes. where We build they- our own stars, which is why we brought back Sting. <laughs> it's like... I'm sorry, like with AEW, like that, this, I'll bring it up again the stadium stampede match where they damn near almost uh, drowned Matt Hardy. Yeah, but you see, it's not offensive if AEW do it, but I can guarantee if WWE had done it a week after Shad Gaspard had passed away from drowning, I imagine people would have fucking lost their tits if WWE had done it. Oh, but oh no, it's AEW, so it's acceptable because Tony Khan fingers my bum hole, and that, of course, makes me okay. I, I love Tony. Tony is my dad. <laughs> Orange Cassidy is the greatest technical wrestler since Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> oh, no. No. By the way, there are some really good things about AEW, and I'm more than happy to cover that too. And I enjoy a lot about AEW, but again, a vet of fucking mimosa, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
And I like mimosas, but I don't like them nearly as much as I like watching real wrestlers. I am fretting. Uh, honestly. Fucking ridiculous. Unbelievable. Kenny Omega is on a bus, which is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I, am, I, I will be, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I am legitimately ready for Hard to Kill and the reemergence of the Bullet Club in TNA. Yeah, they're teasing it. I, um, I'm not as... For me, when I see the Bullet Club, it's got to have one of those big icons in it. Tamatonga, Farley, uh, Finn Balor. Um, for me, it just kind of feels like all the other guys who are in Bullet Club just kind of... Oh, these guys are available. They'll do. But if Tamatonga right. turns up, and starts wrecking shot, then all of a sudden you will have Fap City on your hands. Um, so, like, yeah. if they could get God to come and just beat the living fuck out of, say, the machine guns. <laughs> when you say God, I just thought Jinder Mahal rocking up. So, oh, Jesus. Beating the shit out of fucking Chris Saban. No. The modern day Maharaja. <laughs> Um, that'll do, ladies and gentlemen. That'll do. Yes. <laughs> As Krieger says in Archer, that'll do, Piggly. That'll do. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this this audio format. Maybe you've enjoyed the YouTube video. If you have, leave a comment, subscribe. If you leave any hate, we'll probably reply by calling you a cunt. So expect that. So if you're going to start fucking... By the way, uh, you know, fucking some angry racist calling me a fat pussy on YouTube. <laughs> Move out of your mum's house, yeah? Okay? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you little prick. Honestly, bunch of cretins. But yeah, if you, you know what, if you like wrestling, if you're positive about WWE, AEW, whatever it might be, get on board. Join us. Have a laugh. It's great to be back. It's great to be talking about wrestling. It's great to have Jeremy Miller back. Congratulations, yes. Mr. Miller, on your return. Nice of you to show up for work for once, you lazy cretin. Ah, <sighs> I will be back. Uh, I'm officially going to be back after Christmas. Every day, there will be content, content, content. Sly Fox, Sports Podcast, Mr. Nix, and Alex Delanzo did a lovely NBA review, and uh, I was very intrigued by it, and I hope Alex will come on and we can make yeah. a three-peat of it. Yeah, Alex has, um, Alex has said he'll try and lend a bit more time to us. We'll try and cover a bit of the lower league football as well. He's a grassroots football man. He plays in goal, actually, yeah. for a Sunday league football team. He's a very talented player in his own right. So, yeah, and obviously he's a huge NBA fan, knows his shit, as anyone will know from watching it. So, cheeky plug, check out Sly Fox Sports Broadcast. I'll try and put a little uh, card down here so you can just click on that, immediately head to that channel, subscribe. If you like sports, obviously. But if you like sports entertainment, then it's a wrestle vlog you want. I um yeah great check out both channels obviously ladies and gentlemen hopefully you've enjoyed yourself uh, if you want to support the wrestleblog it's prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestleblog and wrestleblog.bigcartel.com almost forgot it that's terrible oh. um, <laughs> it's because nobody ever burst the fucking t-shirts that's why but uh, if you want this lovely German suplex t-shirt that I'm wearing they are now available and uh, over Christmas we'll make sure you get a cheeky little discount as well uh, and also we will have new merch dropping soon so look out for that um from myself very next and from jeremy miller thank you very much for watching we'll catch you very soon for more content for the wrestle blog yes fucking mimosas honestly